0: This is the Pain Information Network. Haven't done that in a while. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit today about Opioids 2021. This is a new year I want to forget all about. Last year, don't we all? A year ago, we were walking around uh, talking about the plans for the summer, where we're going to be and how we're going to get there and our extended vacations. Looking forward to the next year, well, that didn't turn out like we thought it would. And there we are one year later uh, wearing masks. Uh, I guess you don't have to put your dentures in if you're wearing masks, I've been told. And we can also expect to try to figure out who is under there. As I see patients throughout the day I wonder sometimes if I really remember what they look like and of course I do but the point is this life has changed and so I'm going to revisit opioids a little I'm going to do it one by one I'm going to start with the big ones I deal with and uh, there's a reason I'm doing that I'll start with oxycodone oxycodone uh, as you can scroll up and down and see the previous podcasts I've done, oxycodone, I love you, oxycodone, I hate you, just like suboxone. But it is a unique drug. It doesn't take much scrolling down Dr. Google to see that oxycodone um, is on the hip parade. It is the, of course, base drug of OxyContin that had all sorts of problems, to be discussed. It is the uh, drug that is most commonly sought after in my clinic above all others. I'm telling you, if a patient could take oxycodone or do a line of cocaine or get some heroin up their nose or I, I don't think in their vein that's a front row seat uh, I think they would choose the oxycodone I'll tell you what oxycodone is unique to its grip that's how I explain some meds there's some things you can't change um, how about in life How about, okay in life there's really only one thing that you can't fake only one thing you can fake kindness, you can fake uh, you know, your, your social interactions all day long, you can fake your job, you can fake about everything, but you can't fake forgiveness. You can't fake it. You either can forgive or you can't. With oxycodone, you can either take that drug and go away from it, or you can't. That's the problem with that drug. It grips you like no other. It's, I think, in many ways, more habit-forming than uh, heroin and cocaine. Not in all, but it's definitely more uh, dependence-driven, I'll call it that, uh, than absolutely morphine. Morphine, I don't think I've ever really seen anybody just real bad hooked on morphine to the point where they're threatening, or they're abusive or begging, or in another world that uh, describes uh, an entire savior from a little pill. I can't get out of the bed in the morning because you cut me down to three pills. I was taking four. One little pill a day is going to do nothing. It just uh, shows that, you know, we may have a problem. So the unique problem with oxycodone, particularly at a little higher doses, is it doesn't just have a pure mu opioid agonist effect. That, that means it sits on a receptor called a mu receptor, which is responsible for euphoria, those constricted uh, pupils, etc. But it also... It has a re- an effect at this thing called a kappa receptor, which is kind of a stimulant effect. Uh, yeah, particularly higher doses, but that stimulant effect gives oxycodone its little favored status called perky perks. Hydrocodone, you itch a lot. Uh, and You have to take Benadryl sometimes just for the itching. It goes away, but... Uh, oxycodone really doesn't have that as much. Morphine has quite a bit of it. It's not an allergy. That itching is not an allergy. It's a histamine release, like hay fever. Uh, Oxycodone, you just don't see it. The other thing about oxycodone, it comes in a a, a wide variety. (laughs) It comes with and without acetaminophen, NSAID, it comes in a pure form, and it it can start at 2.5 milligram, go right up to 30 in the short-acting effect. Now, the short-acting effect, um, it's not the front row seat of heroin that you get IV, but what it is is a pretty good surge in, across the blood-brain barrier, that thing that keeps drugs and other bad things out until they can creep in, uh, and it it gets into the brain fast, and so you get that. Dopamine surge in the primitive part of the brain, in the mesolimbic uh, system. It's affecting uh, so many different um, pathways and driven by dopamine. That's the gasoline of the uh, addict's brain. But, but, you know, digress a little. Remember, dependency is not addiction. Tolerance is not addiction. Addiction is so poorly uh, characterized in so many different sources, uh, inability to control or uh, a desire beyond practicality. I mean, it just, the list goes on of what addiction is. Really, what addiction is, is um, not necessarily the desire to get high, it's the desire to not feel bad. So, as you move down the tolerance, Um, pathway and you go down that that curve so well illustrated by Dr. Webster a really great pain guy Um, and you push your tolerance further and further to the right you notice that when the oxycodone with the half-life somewhere around four to six hours starts coming down below threshold that um, hedonic tone that's the term hedonic, kind of a weird term, but you, you start to say I better get some. In other words, you need to feed the dopamine machine. Oxycodone is big with that. So I, I can tell you this, there are some uh, folks who because of different dopamine recept- receptor activity that is going into the weeds right now. I don't want to get into it too far. Dopamine 1, 2, and 3. They, they just don't feel good. But when they took their first oxycodone, they felt normal. That's pretty common to hear, especially when I'm dealing with my medication-assisted program folks. They say, you know what, I felt right when i took that oxycodone i felt normal for the first time either in years or ever and so they want to feel normal but this is the this is the key thing most people that take opioids for a prolonged period of time they they never can get that reproduction of a high that euphoria that intense euphoria the front row seat they can't get it what they what they get is the ability to suppress early stages of withdrawal and no one wants to go through withdrawal it's it's a flu really but it's a bad flu because it affects the way you, you, you think it affects your mind and you get um, very depressed very depressed and that's why these cocaine addicts commit suicide that's why sometimes opioid heroin addicts commit suicide they just, they just get into a, a deep funk deep funk There's a lot of mechanisms uh, associated with that. But, okay, this is the thing about oxycodone 2.021. Oxycodone has been (laughs) recognized as a disaster with oxycontin. I'll get into that story someday because it is a story. What What do you do when you want to keep someone's attention? You tell them a story. I'll tell you about the Sackler family. I'll tell you about how that story involved uh, the director of the FDA being hired by them. It is a story. And what happened with OxyContin is it really gave people a front row seat because a third of it was um, released within the first 30 minutes, and it was a big dose. You got that kappa effect. You got that mu opioid agonist effect and you went right up to that tolerance level very fast and you need a little more you need a little more pharmacokinetically it really is a tid drug oxycontin but it was labeled by the fda as a bid drug but if you really look at the pdr and you look at the way the drug works it's a tid drug so it morphed into a tid drug pretty fast and they had doses well into the hundred plus milligram range. So there you have it. You can cut it, you can crush it, you can snort it, you can inject it, and you got a lot of it. Or take it orally. You could take an eight milligram oxycontin and you had a slug crossing your blood-brain barrier very, very fast. There you are. L-dopamine in heaven. So the story of OxyContin is sorted, and it is a very important drug. And because of that story, we now are pulling back 2021 rethinking Oxycodone. Yeah, there's some new ones out. And I'm going to, you know, brand name was OxyContin. Of course, it's sustained release Oxycodone. Another sustained release Oxycodone is um, a drug called extampsa. Where they come up with these names, it's incredible. Extamsa. Who would put two letters together that don't work? Extamsa. Now, you can kind of read between the lines like ambien. A M B I E N. Well, you can kind of see that, but we aren't clever anymore. When we name drugs, we're not clever. And Extamps is a clever name, they thought. And it's not. So extamsa has abuse deterrent technology. The new oxycontins have abuse deterrent technology. It's deterrent. It isn't failproof, And oxycodone sustained release, oxycontin, is much less robust than extampsa uh, Extamsa is pretty smooth. Drug companies Uh, know the importance of marketing, OxyContin lost its favored status in so many different uh, reimbursement plans, and extamps has kind of eclipsed it. It's a good drug. It's very smooth, but it doesn't give you that slug. And what people have come to love about short-acting oxycodone and the OxyContin is that slug, crossing the blood-brain barrier, that dopamine effect. So, extamps is a little harder to convince people to like because they don't like it. This process called likability is what ERs and others uh, judge a drug by its potential for abuse. Now, Schedule 2, 3, and 4, that does not mean strength. Schedule 2, 3, and 4 means abusability potential. Oxycodone Schedule 2 two hydrocodone just got raised uh, a couple years ago from three to two three you can call in two you can't so here we now have oxycodone as the ugly stepchild and especially in its short acting form being at requested all day long all day long because it's just got that grip and um It's going to start probably being cut down in the marketplace. I've seen it. We call it uh, morphine milligram equivalents, uh, MMEs. I've seen it. Uh, I think we can pretty much say that SAMCHA has shown some pretty good data that we're about down 15 to 25% on our controlled substance prescriptions. Over the past few years, with the fear of the opioid crisis. But we got another thing we gotta think about, and that's COVID. So, we really have three crises Um, opioid, of course, everybody knows that, COVID, and um, the third is a pain crisis, and that's where you sit. So, we get a really good drug that's tolerated well in the elderly, very few metabolites. Uh, you can pretty much count on oxymorphone being the metabolite. And it's a historically fantastic drug that got beat up bad because of the oxycon debacle. and probably one of the best pain meds out there, and the side effects are very manageable but it's gonna start falling slowly out of favor so just on the heels of other meds that we're getting worried about access to care like fentanyl we're probably gonna see oxycodone um, prescriptions backing down further and further that's not your health care provider getting sporty that is your health care provider Uh, Feeling a little bit of pressure on best care for you, a little bit of pressure on regulatory, and a little bit of pressure from the feds. So uh, whether it's real or not, and a lot of it's not, uh, the healthcare professionals are going to probably start backing down a little bit on oxycodone. 2021, covid And don't think the numbers aren't starting to come in and they don't look good. COVID is responsible for a lot of misery, including homebound depression, including drug abuse. Uh, I'm sure the list will be long and distinguished. I think that oxycodone use is going to be challenged by COVID because of the desire to feel a little better. And um, so 2021, as it goes into 2022, is going to quite probably see pre-vaccine opioid misuse rise. And that drug is so valuable on the street, oxycodone. It's going to be sought after. It's going to be diverted, misused, abused. And so don't be surprised if your healthcare provider wants to put you on an abuse deterrent or a kinetically long-acting agent like extamsa. And don't be surprised if it doesn't feel the same. That's okay. You're just not getting that surge. It doesn't mean bad. It's just different. You should still get good pain control, and um, God forbid they start taking it away for good i don't think it's going to happen but just as a heads up so that's 2021 oxycodone as i see it uh i'll probably add a little more as um this year starts evolving because there are a couple things on the horizon that i don't think materialize but if they do you need to know about them uh hydrocodone deserves its own conversation uh, as does uh, morphine, uh, certainly some of the other uh, meds that are so commonly prescribed, those that suffer from pain in this triple crisis. So uh, go to iTunes, maybe if you wouldn't mind uh, leave, leaving a review, that's really helpful. It makes this uh, show a little more visible. And uh, pass along to your friends and neighbors that were out there, and we'd love to hear from you paint information also (laughs) okay bear with me i've started a youtube channel i've started it uh bear with me and it's coming along (laughs) i'm getting the hang of it it's uh all about lighting it's all about um a face made for radio we've got to uh uh move it along to the uh visual uh, medium and talk uh, with a certain level of flair uh, understandable conversation to complex issues and really um get this uh, channel off the ground so it is pain information go check it out that youtube i'll be talking about all of this stuff so all right thanks bye